I was listing out things that people are not going to pay for. And I think it was like um, people selling purpose, happiness, alignment, like big shit, big shit, right? Like, oh, if you want to know, like discover your purpose, like, oh, like what? There is literally nothing that I can materially stand behind that vague offer. You know what? People are actually smart. They are able to spend yeah. money on what they want and they're not going to buy into vagueness purpose. Like, yeah, like, I can Google that. If I can Google the solution, and yeah. how do I find my purpose? Oh, YouTube video. Mm. There. I can't find that in five seconds. Why would I be paying for that? Just I can basically watch it. So Mel Robbins is there for crying out loud. So many Robbins is there. Thousands <laughs> of their videos. I can watch my motivational videos on YouTube and get me productive yeah. and get me motivational throughout the day. But what are you actually offering? Even if your media buyer is not that good, but if you have these three, um, you sure are going to succeed. You sure are going to see some results. Welcome everybody, you are listening to the Omni Channel Podcast, a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host Dominique Allegrand and my mission is to help fellow marketers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. Today I'm so super happy to have Carl with me, a Facebook ad expert, a fellow Facebook ads expert. <laughs> Um, and then this is a special episode because, you know, usually I do interview styles on my show, but I really wanted to bring some kind of a value content exchange, like a bit of a round table around the topic. And I think Carl was the best candidate for that. So I was messaging him and I was like, Hey dude, can we talk something Facebook ads? Because that's what I do. That's what you do. And like, can we meet in the middle? And he said, yes. <laughs> Two days later, <laughs> here we go. Hello, Carl. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. How are you? I, I'm great. Thank you. I was just telling Carl like, oh, is it Friday or is it Saturday? <laughs> I think it's just so incredible <laughs> that when you are working from home, you literally don't know which day it is anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And if you're literally like you're in the zone of what you're doing, you're definitely going to miss time. Like, I know that I know that famous guy or legendary guy who didn't know what time it is, what day it is, or he doesn't really keep track. He take away the clock out of his room and he just work, work, work. And it doesn't matter if it's day or night, as long as the, the work is not finished, I'm not done here. So I don't care uh, what day it is. What I think time you're is. talking about Einstein, no? Or you know that? <laughs> uh, I don't like, know if it's Einstein or more like uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll make a research. Uh, pretty much everyone who likes to like immerse into their work and they forget yeah. about time. You know, when you are in flow and it's just like mm, time yeah. is like non-existence anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's the proper term. Right? Like, yeah, I think it's like flow state, right? That's mm, it. Yeah. So uh, for today, uh, we have a super interesting topic for you guys. And um, I think the reason why we chose this topic is that we want to help coaches, consultants on the online community out there and just like pinpoint some of the biggest mistakes that we see in the industry of Facebook ads that they make in order for them to just like, first of all, shed some lights to those mistakes. And then hopefully by helping them resolve them, Connects their revenue, right? 
So that's mm-hmm. our conversation for today. And um, essentially, in today's conversation, what I wanted to chat with you, Carl, is what are the three crucial mistakes that we see um, coaches, consultants make in the Facebook ads industry that will likely, you know, cause them not to succeed with their campaigns? And the first mistake that we are going to talk about is the, the audience, right? And the target audience. Uh, what do you think about the target audience, Carl? Well, to give a little bit of context, and thank you for making that intro, Bob. And to give a context, you know, the digital marketing space is an evolutionary space. Like when you do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, even email, and sort of stuff, these all are, are evolving over time, right? They're all evolving like. We have discovered, we encountered iOS 14 with Facebook ads. But if you nail these three elements, these three crucial elements that you want in your marketing, even if they tag out, even if your campaign is not, even if your media buyer is not that good, but if you have these three, um, you sure are going to succeed. You sure are going to see some results in the way because you have these three crucial steps. Yeah, so number one is the target audience. Like so many people, I see mistakes with all the people that I'm talking to in Facebook groups and when I do some audits, I see a lot of them making the mistake of they think they know their audience, but they actually don't. I'm not quite sure why that is because maybe they think they've gone through this same scenario before or you know they're trying to position themselves as you know they know the solution because they've encountered it themselves and they're giving out the solution for your audience. So if you don't know your audience intimately, like some of the course creators or coaches are talking about demographics, male, female, they nail it out, right? Like these are the audiences. They even have an avatar for it, right? And it's, you know, laying out all of the uh, all of the essentials that they think they need in order for them to, you know, um, craft a better message, craft a better offer, something like that. I have a, I have a client right now who's making a market research, and she's talking about how burnout moms, how she can help burnout moms, and um, her positioning is you know the self care meeting snacks in the morning that they they should do, and that's actually the cool product itself, right? But when I try to dive in and really understand what's happening in the market, what's the main problem that people are screaming on top of their lungs. I tried to check them on TikTok, tried to check check them on Instagram Reels. They actually mentioned that they are pouring water in the cup, but their cup is almost like a strainer. So the problem there was not really, they are, these parents are, you know, um, they're focusing on the chores, they're focusing on everybody else, but the problem is to hold themselves. So now we've had a clarity of who the target audience is, what are their pain points, and what's actually keeping them at night. So in order to do this, for me, is I look at other forums, like, for example, when I want to watch a movie, I don't rely too much on Rotten Tomatoes because they, they will give a splat on some good movies that I enjoyed and they're giving 100% on the movies that I didn't enjoy, right? But when I try to check on the YouTube comments, right, you will see a lot of people in there 
for example, I'm going to watch this movie, um, Encanto, right? I'm going to watch Encanto. Is this a good movie or not, right? I'm going to go to YouTube comments of the trailer and people there literally are typing in how awesome the movie is or if it's too bad that it's going to waste their time or not. So in that perspective, you have to understand intimately and you have to know them intimately what they actually do, what they actually want. So many good people, so many coaching uh, programs and courses think they know their market, they know their target audience, but they don't, right? So that's one of the key ideas that I have in my mind. What's your thought? Uh, first of all, I love that you've given us the context because I do agree with you that without knowing them that intimately, it's going to be really hard to... Um, effectively find and target them with Facebook ads. Um, of course, the foundational research is not something that you can skip. And the more, you know, intimately, the more deeper you dig in, the better you get. And just like you said, Carl, like going into those forums, you know, uh, the comments and all of those, you know, informations are so necessary to have that raw feedback from people the actual thought, because a lot of the times clients like to make assumptions about a problem, right? Like even I think, and it's, I think maybe, you know, your clients are also guilty of this, that they think they know what the problem is, but in fact, it's, it's something that's runs much deeper. And I can give you, um, a, you know, very quick example. Like one of my clients, right, you know, she is a relationship coach. And, you know, she thought that the main problem was that, you know, the, the couples were in a roommate type of relationship. And that was the main issue that was just, you know, no intimacy and all of that. But the root cause of that is that they felt unheard, unappreciated, and all of those led to a certain outcome, right? So sometimes we look at a problem, we say, okay, that's the problem. And only when we start researching, looking into deep is when we realize that, no, the problem of this is because of that. And that's just a symptom that we see on the top. So I, I, I love that you pointed it out as well. Um, when it comes to forums, do you have like a go-to way to or a go-to place where you always go to conduct these researches? Like what's your um, strategy for that? Well, there are a lot of things, of course, answer the you guys have heard it too much, you know. Um, answer the public.com, Quora, Reddit. But right now, I focus on these main channels where people are always hanging out. TikTok, it, TikTok used to be just for young people, but right now, it's really penetrating the whole market. Like, mm -hmm. I see a lot of, um, you know, middle aged people, right? They're, they're really, they're really going into it, right? Now, if you go to TikTok, TikTok or Facebook groups and YouTube comments, in YouTube, you can see there, you can just type in anything that is related to your topic. And you can actually just click on some people or some influencer who's really talking about that topic that you're also serving. And then you can go to comments. And then you would see them. You would like almost hear them screaming on top of their lungs what they're actually um, um what their actual what their what their actual problem is, right? They're they're, they're gonna share. They're they're sharing these, you know, this one time. 
oh, I love my kids. I love them to death. But if I can just have seven days of free time for myself, like that would be really ideal. But like, you know, you have these moments and you can start looking at them and you can start knowing what are the terms that they're, that they're, they're, they share, right? Mm-hmm. Do they, do they consider themselves as, for example, if you were selling SEO for marketing agencies, do they consider themselves as digital entrepreneurs? Do they consider themselves as online entrepreneurs or just an entrepreneur or a business owner or anything that comes to mind? You can start to mimic them in your copy, in your messaging, and that's how you can resonate with them better. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think I went, I, I went a, little, a little bit of a different direction here, but that's the mm-hmm. point. If you go to these forums, if you go to YouTube comments or TikTok, in TikTok, you can actually type into the topic of that and then you will see the top engaged posts or like it will have like 1.3 million viewers and then you can see the comments of the people really engaging and screaming the same thing. Wow, you perfectly laid it out there. Wow, this is something that I'm really experiencing right now. Wow, this is something. Um, I'm glad that I can't put it into words, but you perfectly nailed it. How I feel, and that's when mm-hmm. you want, want that. That's when you understand these people. What are they? What's keeping them at night? What's really painful for them? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. <clears throat> sorry, I'm gonna ask you more on the TikTok research because I that's mm-hmm. specifically something I have never done. I have TikTok on my phone, but I I don't know how to go about researching. So if you can share mm-hmm. more about that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, if you go to TikTok, because as I've mentioned, TikTok is if you are a coach or someone, you can't really tell that TikTok is already for millennials. It's, all, it's just for millennials or it's just for Gen Z. Definitely a huge percentage of them is still on those categories. But you try to look at it, it's almost competing with Facebook, right? It's mm-hmm. not like we can tell that like by five to ten years from now, it's going to be like Facebook and then TikTok. It's not going to be Facebook and Google and YouTube anymore. If you go to, because you want to get a feel of how the community is, is really sharing their ideas and their thoughts, and that's, that's how you can understand them more intimately. Like, so you go into TikTok, you go into TikTok, you don't go to your For You page, I don't know. Um, I'm not really a TikTok user myself, but <laughs> it's something that I just do for my research. Um, you go in there, they have a type field there, and then you can type in the topic that is related to you. For example, um, productivity, productivity or procrastination, get into the keywords that, um, you know, that is related to your business. For example, if you're a productivity coach, you can type in, um, procrastination. Something like that. And you would see these people. You would see these influencers. The good thing about TikTok is that TikTok is more of, yes, there are a lot of education in TikTok. And there are a lot of influencers, too, who are just sharing their, documenting their their life. They're, they're just sharing their thoughts. And it just, just blow up because of the amount of authenticity, the amount of, you know, um, how they share themselves, how they share their stories, their own struggles. They don't, uh, they, it's not like YouTube, like, hey, how, this is how I made $100,000 in a year. How, mm-hmm. how I made, how this 70 year old became a millionaire. You know, it's not like that. It's more of like deeper connection. Like 
these influencers show what they feel, and then it would just go viral. You will look at the numbers, you will have 5 million viewers of this, it went viral, you click on it, and you go to the comment section. And that's mm-hmm. where the audience congregates. That's where people are congregating. Because you would see this, people, if you, for example, you are a productivity coach, for example, um, you would see these people, what they're actually struggling with. Oh, mm-hmm. I never thought of that. I never thought of it that way. Right? Like, oh, oh you, you, you explain it very, very good. Right? I couldn't put it into words. Now you, you explained it. You explained it perfectly, more clear. Right? Mm-hmm. So you go to these topics, and it's not just TikTok, you can also go to Facebook groups and, and, and YouTube. But it's, but, but it's just that. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. knowing more than knowing them intimately of what they're screaming, what are they thinking. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you pointed out just to recap. So you were saying for TikTok, I would just put the keyword of, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm a relationship coach or a productive, like I would put those keywords in research mm-hmm. and then look yeah. up like the top trending viral mm-hmm. content and just mm-hmm. like check the comment section and mm-hmm. see what people are saying. That's just yeah. essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, right? Like if you, you can... You can type in different keywords. You don't have to necessarily put in relationships mm-hmm. or something like that. You can put in mm-hmm. other keywords that's related, like girlfriend, boyfriend, mm-hmm. wife, husband, you know, mm-hmm. a long distance relationship, something like that. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that it's aligned with your offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. I love that you share mm-hmm. that with the listeners. I think that will be such a valuable, even for me, honestly, I have never thought of even going on TikTok and just try to audience research there. But I think it's yeah. such a new, great way. And I'm, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think one of the elements that I like to add for the targeting, you know, and research phase is just mm-hmm. check your competitors, you know, Mm-hmm. And um, this is a free tool that you can access on the Facebook ads library and just to see what they do, see the engagement that they get on their ads and just like, what are they up to? Like how they formulate their messaging? Is it, do they get shares? Do they get likes? You know, right. And this is something that, you know, obviously before we run any campaigns, we would always check like what's going on um, and, and just get some inspiration from that as well. Because if something is already working, uh, you can also, you know, add your own twist to it and and try to make it work that way. That are tools that I like to sometimes use is the Ad Spy and Big Spy. It's just basically uh, all the ads that has ever been done before. You can literally look up like minimum a thousand like and the country and the language and the check, you know, in your specific industry, like what has been performing really well. And that's also like a ninja hacky way of like spying and just finding out what has been working as far as, you know, your, even the research, it ha- it's just shows like the countries that were targeted, um, demographics and just the engagement. Right. So I think those as well can be useful, uh, when yeah. you're researching. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, I like that you point that out because if you if you understand that these successful entrepreneurs or these successful um, people who have already launched ads and 
have come to that level of success when they get engagement, they get these all kinds of, um, all these things. Um, you know, you would understand what resonates more, what should be, what worked for them, and then you could kind of like reverse engineer that to your campaigns. Like you don't have to always reinvent the wheel. A lot of times people are looking for that one shiny object that would, you know, boost their campaign, boost their conversions and all of that, boost their engagements. But it's just looking at what's out there, what's currently working. You know, you don't yeah. specifically need to copy that. You just need some inspiration for what's already exactly. working. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it sometimes is just an inspiration, right? And yeah. um, even some of the audits that I was doing before, sometimes clients were like, okay, so I, I the, the reason why I did my ad this way, because I saw my competitor was doing it and it was working for them. So uh, they did their own twist, right? So it's, it's actually something that, you know, if you're not aware that you are able to check, you know, your competitor's um, ads that are running real time for free, actually, I think that would be like such a you know competitive advantage to have um, if you just did that, those, you know, prep work, right? Not just the audience research, but like all of the research that comes with, you know, launching a campaign. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I think we can move on to the second mistake that we see in the co- coaching industry that mm-hmm. could really make or break some of the ad success of the campaigns. And that's like the messaging part. Like, how do I I actually craft messages that are working? And I think I love that you suggested, Carla, we start from the research process because without that, I don't know how the hell would it be, would we be writing ads, right? Like, without knowing them, that would be really fucking hard, actually, to to nail the messaging. Uh, but one of the techniques, first of all, messaging is is crucial because I think you can Carl agree with me because then we can really, first of all, get that effect that you talked about of like, hey, that's me. Like you literally just described me and also filter, right? So I think the filtering effect of the messaging is so important. If I was to like launch a real estate ad and I said, hey, attention, you know, real estate agents in Calabasas, Los Angeles, then I already know that I'm talking to that specific group of people, right? So it's, it does have a filtering effect. I don't know if you agree with me on that. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Yeah. And uh, for me, you know, messaging is also something that you can take advantage and leverage in terms of how you can differentiate yourself from the others. Right, so mm-hmm. you you might have competitors who are targeting the, targeting the same audience, targeting the same demographics and psychographics. But if you know how to differentiate yourself, differentiate yourself in the way you talk, the way you write your copies, and all that, how you you know if, say you're into relationship, how 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 you resonate with these audiences, you know that you're targeting. That's something that um, can actually give a difference to you what you're offering versus with what you're comparing. Everyone else is out there. Yeah. And I think I think this industry, especially in the coaching industry, and maybe correct me if I'm mistaken here, but I mm-hmm. everyone wants high ticket clients, like premium clients and and eight figures, six figures, seven figures. Like this is legit like legit what I see. Like how to get like premium offers, premium clients and like 
six figure, seven figure, whatever figure. I feel like that's like the three main things that I see, like the coaches use to promote themselves or I don't know, like even us marketers, like that's what we see. And that's just like not a way to differentiate yourself because that's just such an overused, you know, angle. I think (laughs) that's for me when I see ads like that, I'm like, meh, I don't even care. (laughs) Well, for me, the number one technique that I like to also, I teach to my clients and you might be, um, Carly might not even heard of this one, but I call this the Amazon school of marketing. And this is like from a copywriting standpoint, because obviously uh, copywriting is the way to sell with words. And, um, you know, of course, if you're talking about a coach, it's not necessarily nailing copywriting right away. But a cool thing to do in this aspect is to go on Amazon and just check the top 100 books on your topic and just check the titles and and what they, how they are structured and also the description of the book, because those things are usually written by expert copywriters. Yeah. And, um, like those titles, I usually use them in headlines. So what I like to do, I, I like to get the first hundred headlines, mm-hmm. headlines uh, on a specific, you know, topic that I'm going to be advertising on just on an Excel sheet, just collecting all of them and then get the description as well. Like, how do they sell the book? How do they angle? What do they say to sell? And I think this is like, if you are very much at the beginning and you really need some inspiration on how do I wear this? Like, I think that's like the go-to, my go-to way to, to still to this day to, to start out with what I'm constructing the copy. Obviously, I'm looking at my research of like everything that I you know, piled on, but yeah. just like those headlines, sometimes those headlines can be such a great way to sell you know, your own ads as well. And just using all my, my headline. So that's my go to it. Yeah. It's very crucial to nail the headline. It's headline is more of like a corrective principle when it comes to your offer. If you don't nail the headline, like the whole campaign or the whole offer, it's more of like 20% of your, 20% of how you do it in the headline will really produce your conversion rates up to 80%. So yeah. It's really an important factor to get that. And I like that you are getting your inspirations from these successful books on Amazon. Me personally, I look at magazines. <laughs> oh, wow. Magazine. Really, if, if you try to look at it, do you know that, you know, even the copywriters, they don't, the highest paid copywriters are not the ones in Nike or Apple or Venus. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are in the magazine. Right? Yeah. They're the ones in the magazines. They're really top paid. There's a reason why business or companies are paying copywriters with six figures, seven figures just to write their stuff. It's because if they don't nail that messaging part, then like the whole campaign is just going to attack and it's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said about the magazines. Because um, they literally are there to sell the magazine itself. So like those headlines that we see on the cover, like, mm-hmm. are, they, like those are made so that you buy the magazine, right? And it's not yeah. the photo that you buy the magazine for. It's just th- those headlines, you know, like X amount of ways to get your summer body, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and those are the things that are made by print magazine that we're talking about that actually mm-hmm. sell it. So I think that was a great example that you gave there um, for the people to 
to take and hopefully apply. And just like you said, like the copywriting industries is actually, it's, it's, yeah, it, they paid quite high to sell because this is not something that you can just nail out of the get go. That's why I said, you know, the Amazon type of direction, the magazines, like those are directions that you can get inspired by and obviously doing your research right but um the whole thing the complexity of that is actually you know take some time testing for sure to to get it right so um that's why you might need to hire someone who actually knows how to write <laughs> if you don't want to be bothered with that um yeah. there's one more thing i want to add here before we move into the third mistake um i was actually running a campaign in which we were talking about, again, we we're selling this workshop for like relationships and um, target audience was around their thirties. They had one kid. Um, and as I was talking to other, you know, people, moms doing my research, um, what I found is that it's a big problem that a lot of dads are not participating in changing diapers. And um, <laughs> the reason what that I was, I was crafting the ad, I was saying, this is how a reconnect relationship looks like. Daddy changes diaper without you having to ask. And I was like adding like a lot of like other reasons that, you know, that I know that these women desire. And I remember when someone joined in, uh, they were literally says, I want to know how to get my man to change diapers. Like help me. I want, that's why I want to come. So that was like such a good feedback on, you know, when the research is done right and someone literally is joining the workshop, the program, whatever that was at the time, because they were like, yeah, that's what I want. I want him to do that. Like, so that's like a good feedback for us that we did our research right. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the third um, mistake. And I think Carl, you're going to cover this one. Yeah, this is what I think is the most crucial part. I mean, not the most crucial part because I think the most crucial part is nailing your audience. But this is what's what's make the sale, right? It's the offer. And <laughs> so a lot of people, I, and I think I, I think we should test match with this one so I can have your opinions there about this. But they tend to they tend to make the mistake of really sounding vague with their offer, right? Like it's not that they always tend to sell their product in their offers like this is 100% cotton this is 100% you know um, made from the US or something like that uh, which is kind of made for me which doesn't really sell um, mm -hmm. if you look at their target audience what are they actually craving for and you need to get that outcome picture out that outcome for, them. for example if you were for example if you're a productivity coach and you're selling something or you're just selling your productivity program because i have a lot of these uh people pitching me about productivity and then their offer would go something like i'm gonna send extra productivity and shape your mind so you can attain your fullest potential right <laughs> so it's kind of like well why would i why would i give you a thousand five hundred dollars for increasing my productivity. Like I know how productivity works. I know that I suffer for I, I know how I suffer from uh from procrastination, but it takes to read some atomic habits. I, I can just grab an atomic habits book or some mm -hmm. some some books that I that can literally help me, right? So why would I 
instead of offering something like, if you feel procrastinating, I'll be your holding hand to achieve your goals for the next three months. Mm-hmm. Right? So they need something like, I've suffered from procrastinations for a long time, for a long time. But you pitching to me that you're 10x my productivity is something vague that I'm mm-hmm. not really convinced about it. Like, I can do it by myself. I know the problem is me. I think that you're going to sell me the, you know, you know, this mindset shift of, you know, motivating me every day, but mm-hmm. I don't see the value for it. But if you mm-hmm. tell it into something that I'll be your holding hand through the process and let's get straight to your goal, because at the end of the day, procrastination is something that I don't, is something that I, it's the least of my concern. My concern mm-hmm. right now is to actually achieve my goals for the next three months. So you would actually picture out the outcome and then sell it to them as if you're just talking to them, as if you're just, you know, imagine if you can have this, imagine if you can have this, and then, you know, your product as the physical, pitch it to them, and that's making and that's gonna make them more interesting. Yeah. I love that you say that because um I think I created a post about this a while ago when I was listing out things that people are not going to pay for. And I think it was like um, people selling purpose, happiness, alignment, like big shit, big shit, right? Like, oh, if you want to know, like discover your purpose, like, oh, like what? There is literally nothing that I can materially stand behind that vague offer. Uh, There's nothing I can hold on to or that, Oh, discover this is going to, you know, happiness, embody or get aligned. And, and I, I don't feel like I'm going, okay, I'm going to pay for alignment or I'm going to pay for like, what exactly am I fucking paying for? Like, if this is so like, uh, there's no, I don't know how, like some people and especially I think coaches are super guilty of that, that they're trying to sell that after working together, that's how you're going to feel, you know, like, okay, alignment, like what, how the fuck do I define that emotion? You know, I, I don't even know, like, how do I get money behind that? It's really hard. I think just for people to like, okay, but what does that look like? What exactly? Just, just like you said, like, if you were, yeah, you're going to hold my hand. Great. Like, at least I know that there's going to be accountability and that's something I can stand behind, but I cannot stand behind weakness. And I think, and I'm, I don't want to bash new coaches here, but there's an assumption, I think, that somehow that people are gullible. And that's a huge mistake that you think that people are stupid and then they, they buy into some gullible vagueness that they're not, you know, if people are actually smart, they are able to spend yeah. money on what they want and and they're not gonna buy into vagueness and yeah and just this ma- it's magical you know world of the industry that we throw around left and right like purpose like yeah like, i can google that if i can google the solution and yeah. how do i find my purpose oh youtube video mm. there hundred million thousand books and yeah i i can find that in five seconds why would i be paying for that right yeah. so i think yeah. that should be like this is something you can't google or it would take you really hard to gather all the information then it's a good offer in my in my in my case yeah. right 
It's not yeah, something just, that you can just get it from the internet. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's just thinking of that. You know, so many, so many, so many things that you can find on Google. So many things that you can find on YouTube. If you are a coach or you have a course, there's so many things that you can find on YouTube. What will I get from this offer of yours? Uh, that's you know, that's something that I can get on Google on YouTube because I can basically watch it. So Mel Robbins is there for crying out loud. Tony Robbins is there. Thousands of their videos, Gary Vaynerchuk is there, right? So I can watch my motivational videos on YouTube and get me productive and get me motivational throughout the day. But what are you actually offering me? Because I see if really it comes down again to knowing your customers intimately, knowing your potential Mm -hmm. audience intimately and know what their problem, what their problem is. Because if, if they are in that stage of awareness of their problem, like they know that they're procrastinating. They know that mm-hmm. there's this YouTube that they watch all day. Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, I'm going to hustle, I'm going to hustle. But they're still not getting to where they want to, right? Mm-hmm. What can you offer? If you include that I'm your holding hand along the process, that's when the game changed. Because listen, you may have the best product. Right? You may, you crafted this product, you crafted this solution to a problem. But if you don't know how to present it, right? It, they, they may, they may, I don't know who's that influencer who said it, but, um, if you're going to give me a vegetable, but I don't want the vegetable, but I know that I need a vegetable, right? I think I'm not going, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to eat it, right? But I know that I need the vegetable. Right, but if you're going to wrap it with ham, right, <laughs> and then you give it to me, I look a dog who's gonna, you know, um, grab it and put it in my mouth and really digest it in just three seconds. You know, so it's basically just knowing what they really want instead of getting to know what they need. You might mm-hmm. have what they need. You have the vehicle of what they need along the process, but you need to be able to understand what they want. And then mm-hmm. after that, you can transition of, hey, this is what you want and this is what you need to get it done. And I'll walk you through the process step by step. I'm going to be a holding hand. We're going to have a coaching call about this. And I'm also going to track uh, or measure your progress every day. I mean, every week or every month, those kind of offers. Yeah. And I love that you said that because uh, with the bacon example, <laughs> that was a great example. Um, but it, it is that, that simple and it's not simple because, you know, a lot of times, um, and that's the reason why, you know, right now I think you're shifting towards pre-selling programs. Like, um, coaches are pre-selling, like you're not, you don't have a done deal, like a course or anything, but they are. They're pre-selling to see if there's a response for that specific course or specific program, because a lot of the times you think you have the most magical idea and there's a need for that, but then you already built a whole program. You spend hours on end on constructing that. And then you realize that, oh, no one fucking want to buy it. And then that's why, you know, we, we are moving towards, okay. So instead of trying to push that down people's throat and like, trying new angle and like marketing messaging like we want to really validate what they want and if you haven't not done this before if you've never done your ads like you kind of don't know what works before you actually start testing and say okay 
offer number one, number two, number three, like, and then just like trying to see what is the situation there, just to get that feedback from that audience. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, um, when you try to look at your competitors, you try to look at some of the coaches or course creators that might be selling their own products and you see them working, you already know that your service, your product is actually viable, right? Mm -hmm. Now you just need to discover how you're going to sell it in a way that is different and putting your personality on it. And that's how you can separate yourself from the market itself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was super helpful um, that you were sharing with us, Carl. And I'm so, so happy that you came in this uh, mini discussion for us today. Um, again, I think we should do more of these and just like, get different subjects and different takes on on the Facebook ad industry. There's so much more to cover, but I think hopefully uh, for those that are listening, if you are in the coaching and you're considering ads, hopefully this was uh, somewhat an eye-opening uh, conversation for you um, to listen to. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carl, for being here. Thank you so much, Carl.